Thanks for joining us here on See Here Love as we continue our Advent journey through this Christmas season. And today it's our second week as we focus on peace and becoming peacemakers. And we light our second candle on our Advent wreath. And I am so glad, Grace, that you are back. Pastor of Reunion, my pastor and friend, glad to have you back here for Advent. So great to be here. I know. Now, what is the importance, Grace, of lighting a candle each week during Advent? Because some people might not know the yeah. significance. Um, well, we've been talking about how Jesus is our light in a season that feels very dark. Mm -hmm. So this is symbolic of that, the light that He brings into the world. And I love it again because it's an action that we can mm -hmm. all do. And speaking of action activities, I know that you helped write our weekly Advent activities prayer blessing for families, friends, small groups to do on our website. Yes. Thank you for that. Yeah. And viewers and listeners, if you want to participate along with Grace and I every week, just go on to seeherlove.com, click the Advent button, and you can follow along with us and what we're doing here. You'll hear more about each week's theme. Well, speaking of theme, Grace, today is peace. And I know it's something very close to us because peace is a big topic in our church, but even in our own lives. Yeah. We are very aware of our need for peace right now. It feels like our world has never been so divided. If you di don't disagree on politics, you disagree on COVID or <laughs> something else, right? And it feels like we can't even have a conversation anymore yeah. with people who we disagree with. And, and we desperately need peace and not just peace in the sense of it being an absence of conflict or an absence of anxiety, but something that's more comprehensive, something that's mm -hmm. more transformative. And last week I mentioned how with the birth of Jesus, it's like God is breaking into our world in this radical I new way. I loved that picture. I loved that picture that you shared. Yeah. Yes. So I have this verse from Luke chapter one. It says, because of God's tender mercy, the morning light from heaven is about to break upon us to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death and to guide us in the path of peace. Oh, I love that. Yeah, now it feels like there's a lot of different people in our world right now who have different ideas about how to get peace mm -hmm. and the path there, but who do we really trust? And I trust Jesus mm -hmm. because only Jesus can lead us in the way of lasting peace. Jesus, you know, God became a baby that like, it doesn't really make sense. You wouldn't think yeah. that's the way to peace. The <laughs> right. almighty powerful God becomes human and finite, mm -hmm. but even just becoming a baby, it poses a threat to the people in power. Like King Herod in the story starts freaking out and mm -hmm. wants to try and kill Jesus. There's something transformative about the way of Jesus and the way of his peace. I love that. And I think that we have to realize that becoming a peacemaker is work. Yeah. It's changing how we think, it's changing the people that we hang out with. Yeah. And I love that to take the time to understand where they're coming from and find that that you know sort of key um, place that we can kind of come to and say, okay, we can start building peace together. Yeah, and even ask God to, to reveal this other reality to you. Cause sometimes it's there and we don't even see it, mm -hmm. but God is working to bring peace to our world. I love that. Well, I think it's time we light the peace candle. Now we've got the hope candle lit. Yes. So now I'm gonna light the peace candle here and I think then you will say a prayer. Lord, we recognize that we are so desperate for peace and not just the peace that calms our anxiety, but really transforms our world. And so we pray God that you would give us vision to see the reality the world you're making and the courage to follow you in the way of lasting peace, amen. 
So here we are, we're talking about peace. And so my question is, what does that mean for us? Um, how can we be an instrument of peace, an agent of change for peace now, especially this year? And also, like, what does that mean for us? I look around and I see unrest and violence and hatred towards the other. How does peace fit into all of that? I see tension between neighbor and neighbor. How does peace fall into that? If you're on the news or if you're like me, doom scrolling on social media every morning and every night, there's not a whole lot of peace there. Where does peace fall into that? What does that look like for us? One way, and, and hear me out, this might get kind of weird for you, is about enemy love. And enemy love is simply this, is how can we best love our enemies? It's one thing about loving your neighbors. That's cool. How do you love the ones who don't love you at all? Who might even, I don't know, want some harm towards you. They gossip about you at church. They, they're the ones who start their, their motorcycle too early in the morning. How do you love these people? I mean, Jesus said it, right? Uh, in Matthew 5, love your enemies, bless them that curse you. Okay, so that's a start. So how do we cross the bridge of difference and find ways to be a peacemaker? So let's try this. Try this with me. Here we go. Even now, begin to pray for the hatred and racism we might have in our own hearts, sexism, apathy. Work on that. Pray for our global leaders, you know, the ones who make us the most furious. Pray for someone within our country, city, your boss. Pray for them. Pray for your neighbors. You know the ones I'm talking about. We all heard that prayer, the prayer of St. Francis, make us an instrument of peace. That's what we need to be. I think the best way to start that is to begin enemy love, to love your enemies in radical ways. Well, thank you, Drew, so much for your thoughts and reflections. So how do we become peacemakers? And my guest, Aquia Carmichael, is a lawyer and author who is passionate about justice and advocacy, and I am ready to learn from her on how we can commit ourselves to peace and peacemaking. Aquia, welcome. So glad to have you here on See Here Love. Melinda, so thrilled and excited to be here. Thank you so much for the invitation. So Aquia, you know, in a year like this, um, politics, COVID-19, and racism, it has caused so much divisiveness within families, friends, and workplaces. And when I look online and watch the news, that's what I see. And I don't see many peacemakers. Why is that? Why do you think people are choosing division over peace? Help us understand what we can do to start coming together more and bringing peace back into our homes. Right, that's a great question. Uh, so I, I think the first thing we need to do in terms of our perspective is see ourselves as building bridges and not walls. Mm, That's yes. so important. And if you just look at the, consider the visual of a wall as opposed to a bridge. A wall means there's no communication. A wall means there's no relationship. A wall means there's no connection. Mm. But a bridge means we're going to be able to talk. We're going to be able to hear each other. And we're going to be able to look for places of common ground, 
Wow, that's so good. So it's like, don't be a wall, be be a bridge. I love that imagery. I think we all can get behind that. Now, Quia, dream with me for a second. What would it look like if we all chose to be peacemakers, if we all chose to be to be bridges? Yeah, it, it, it's awesome. It's a great question. Look, I think if we all just decided we were going to be peacemakers, number one, we would see unity. And with unity comes productivity. Because when we're united, we are an unstoppable force. There was a poll I, I looked at the other day, an Ipsos poll from uh, July of this year that found one in five Canadians believes that it's perfectly fine to discriminate against people of other races. That translates into 7.6 million people. Mm-hmm. What would happen if the body of Christ, if we came together, if we united and we said, not on our watch, we are not okay with racism. We are not okay with the systems and institutions in our culture and our society that, that, that result in widespread discrimination and prejudice against Indigenous people, against Black people, against other people of color. We're not okay with that. Mm-hmm. And as believers, we're going to pursue justice because that's our mandate. Our God is a God of justice. Yeah. And as his followers, we will pursue and seek justice, call out systemic uh, instances of racism everywhere that we see it and demand, demand that strategies and policies be put in place so that we can see equality for every man, for every woman, because that is God's part for mm. all that he has created in his image. Beautiful. I just got to chill. I, mean, I just I literally got to chill as we as we dream. <laughs> I mean, what how beautiful the really the world would be. Let's end with this, Prince of Peace, the God of Shalom. You know, why pursue this person of peace, Jesus? There's never been a better time and there's never been a more important time in history to pursue Christ because when you pursue him, you get his peace. And when you get his peace, the craziness and chaos of the world around us will not move us from our anchor, will not move us from our faith in him and the confidence that we have that no matter what we go through, he is with us, he will help us, he will comfort us, he will guide us and lead us into all truth through his Holy Spirit, and that we have victory. We don't have to be afraid of the difficulty that surrounds us because Christ's victory is our victory. Mm. Because we've conquered through what he's done, we can go out, impact our world, do the things he's called us to do, and leave this world a better place than it is right now. Amen, sister. Amen. That was amazing. Aquia Carmichael, thank you so much for being with us today on See Here Love. Merry Christmas to you, Aquia, and your family. And thanks so much for being with us today. Thank you, Melinda. It's been wonderful uh, speaking with you. And Merry Christmas to you. Thank you so much. Well, coming up, I interview Holly Forche, a Cree Dene from Fort McKay, First Nation, Alberta, who was born in Treaty 7 territory. Holly owns a business that specializes in the development and delivery of Indigenous awareness trainings, and she is the recipient of the Institute for the Advancement of Aboriginal Women and the Alberta Aboriginal Role Model. Well, I sit down and chat with Holly from my home about what peace and peacemaking means to her and her First Nations people and how we need to listen, learn, and grow from one another. But first, monthly segment contributor and author and speaker Addison Bevere shares with us from Colorado what peace means to him 
and the world this Advent season. And Angie Peters, CEO of Young Street Mission in Toronto, gives us very practical advice on how we can ensure peace for the most marginalized people in our cities. When COVID-19 hit and our world changed overnight, I was afraid that See Here Love would go on lockdown, but God had a different plan. And thanks to your prayers and your financial support, See Here Love traveled virtually to every province and territory in Canada to listen and learn from brave women about hope and loving our neighbors. And then something happened we could have never anticipated. See Here Love traveled the world. Mabuhay! Buongiorno! Hola, buenos dias. And this wouldn't have been possible without your generous support. So on behalf of the See Here Love team and the communities of diverse women that we serve, I want to wish you a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year filled with hope, peace, joy, and love. And if you've been thinking about joining our community of monthly financial supporters, let this be the day you say yes to sharing Jesus to the world with us. We need you today. So please give at seeherelove.com slash give. Thanks, Melinda. Always so good being on See Here Love. It's an honor to contribute like this. And for those of you who don't know who I am, my name is Addison Bevere. I'm the author of Saints Becoming More Than Christians. And during this Advent season today, I want to talk about peace. You know, peace, our world is looking for peace. Every great kingdom that has ever emerged on the scene of civilization has promised peace. Well, let's look at what scripture says. Let's go to Luke. Uh, first chapter, the 78th verse, it says, because of God's tender mercy, the morning light, the revelation from heaven is about to break upon us to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death and to guide us in the path of peace. We, uh, we live in a world that tells us peace is found in having all of the answers. If we knew who was going to be elected, if we knew what policies were coming down the line, if we knew what other people thought about us, then maybe we would have peace. If we could just get outside ourselves and see more and know more, then maybe we would have a confidence that would allow us to just be in the present. You see so many people, they live from this place of anxiety and confusion and hopelessness and despair because they haven't learned how to live in the present. They haven't learned how to be people of peace. Well, let me just give you something super practical. And this is something that God showed me that wrecked my life. He showed me that peace isn't having all of the answers. It's not knowing when something's gonna happen. It's not knowing everything that we're gonna need to do. Peace is being in tune with the one who is the answer. I want you to hear that peace is being in tune with the one who is the answer. In Jesus, we find the revelation of God with us. In the Old Testament, it was God for us. He was fighting for us. In Jesus, it was God with us. And now with the Holy Spirit, it's God within us, a greater revelation of peace. And because of the Holy Spirit, the spirit of peace, we can be people of peace. And so in this Advent season, I want you to remember that we can be people of peace because God, Emmanuel, has come to dwell with us. And he has sent his spirit reveal to us the depths of peace. Hi Mel, it's great to be back with you for this Christmas episode of See Here Love and to talk about another barrier to moving out of poverty that people face. And it's a big one, it's safe, affordable housing which is an epidemic issue in our society today, mainly because for decades we have not been building more affordable housing 
at the same time as the number of people who need affordable housing has been growing exponentially because of the growth in income inequality. So we have more people trying to fit into less housing, and that is our challenge. And why think about that at Christmas time? Well, we know the Christmas story. Jesus was born into a family with Joseph and Mary that were homeless for the first few years of their lives as they fled Herod and tried to keep Jesus safe until it was time to go back to Nazareth. So our Savior, our God sent our Savior to be born into homelessness. Isn't that interesting? And what are we to do? It's such a big problem. So the first thing that we can do is all of us can do this. The, the need to build affordable housing is a massive public investment. Our politicians and our elected officials need to know that we support them in doing that. It's not an easy decision to make. And so I'd encourage you to become an informed advocate, go to the blog, read up, understand the issues in your area, and let people know, your officials, that you support them in investing in increasing the amount of affordable housing. And then the second thing is kind of niche. So if you happen to be a person who has multiple properties and you rent some of them, I would invite you to consider renting one or two or whatever makes sense um, to a person who's experiencing homelessness in, in partnership with an agency at rent geared to income. So that's 30% of their income. If you do that, they'll have enough money left over after they pay your rent to buy nutritious food for their family, to take transit to work, to get a computer for their child if need be for education. They'll have the chance to punch their way out of the bag because you gave it to them. Now it's sacrificial and you'll be giving up income, but if you do this, I guarantee you the impact will ripple through generations. So please consider this if this is you. We can all do this. And at this time of year, especially as we celebrate Christmas together with our families in our home for the holidays, what better thing could we do than to consider how we could help others who are homeless have a home for the holidays next year? Merry Christmas, and I'll see you in the new year. Well, welcome Holly Fortier to the show. I, I just need to gush on you here. You're a storyteller, a business owner, a facilitator, a First Nations advocate, a role model, a trainer. You worked in movie production. Uh, you're a mom, you're a Kokum. Seriously, what can you <laughs> not do? <laughs> oh my gosh, how sweet. Thank you so much. It's such an honor to be here with you, friend. I know. It's a great time. And I'm so glad you're here to speak about peace for our mm -hmm. Advent Peace Christmas show. I love the tree behind you. I got my tree behind me. So Merry Christmas, Holly. But I, I think yeah. I want to start. I really want to learn about peace from you. What do I need to know to ensure peace with you and our First Nations brothers and sisters? Because I know for most Canadians, we need to establish peace between us. How do we start that? How do we start uh, building peace and becoming peacemakers with one another? Oh, I love that question. I wasn't raised Christian. My mother went to Indian residential school for 13 years, and the church was the oppressor. You know, I feel very blessed because do you know that only 3% of Indigenous North Americans are followers of the Jesus way, 3%. Mm. 
Oh, I didn't know that. And so, you know, our people, we need to pray for our people that they would know the real God um, and not the oppressor. Not that, that, not, I liked how my mom said, there was no God in Indian residential school. It was bad representation. Mm-hmm. And my mom always says, you know, she always was scared of God until she got out of residential school. And so we need to pray for Indigenous Canadians. Pray for justice. We need to pray for mercy. We need to pray for reconciliation. Mm-hmm. I love that. I think I absolutely agree. And as somebody in Canada, and you were saying, how do we make peace? Like, I mean, your story about your, your mom in the residential schools, like you just mentioned, you would think that rather than wanting to be at peace with those that are, you know, not First Nations, it would be more angry. You know, give us some advice, Holly, because a lot of people would say, I have every right to still be angry. I don't want to be peaceful. I want to be combative. <laughs> I want to be divisive because I have a right to. I'm hurt. What would you say to those people? What, you know, that's a really good question because I have a lot of family members that are really still hurt and angry from the historical trauma. I have um, a lot of, you know, people that I know that are Indigenous that are really carrying a lot of that. And I just think because I have studied the Bible extensively and I have a really strong relationship with um, God, that I have realized that I have really been working on my my own personal healing and nobody's going to hear the message if I come out really accusatory, if I'm really aggressive. I realize that soft words in that gentle way to speak the truth in love is a much better approach where we can just like tell these stories so that people can hear who we are as a first people, but from a kind way. I think it goes further. The reach is further when we talk in that gentleness. And biblically, that's what, you know, Christ has asked us to be as well. He is the Prince of Peace. Holly, thank you so much. And, and what I love is that you are in places that need peace. I, I am more compelled to just pray for you and pray peace over you so that when you go to those places, you just shine peace, the peace of Christ in those places. I don't, I'm getting emotional just talking to you about this, but Me like, too. Thank so, you. I think that's so important, Holly, that as you continue in those courageous places that are hostile or maybe wary about God, uh, uh-huh. you're and I just think what an opportunity for you to speak peace in a time when so many people need it. May God bless you. Merry Christmas to you and to your family your wonderful children, and continue to do the good work that God has called you to in peace and love, love. So thanks for being with us. Oh, it's such an honor. Thank you so much. Keep up the good work. I love it. Thanks, Holly. Hey, Melinda. Yes, this topic of peace is so important, and I'm so glad that we're having this discussion today. I'm Brooke Nichols, and this is my husband, Steve, and we're so honored to be with you today. We're already two weeks into Advent, and here we are talking about peace, shalom. And you know, Christmas really is the perfect time to pursue peace, to pursue it inwardly, but also to pursue it outwardly. 
You know, the Bible says, blessed are the peacemakers. And actually the night that Jesus was born, the angels proclaimed glory to God in the highest and peace on earth. And we actually have access to that perfect peace through Jesus. You know, as I got thinking about what it meant to pursue peace inwardly and outwardly, there's actually some real practical steps we can take. You know, first of all, carving out time to be with Jesus, the Prince of Peace himself. Uh, There's nothing like it. And there's also ways that we can bring peace into the lives of others. Perhaps that means, you know, helping a friend who's overworked, overburdened, or overwhelmed in this season. Or maybe it looks like feeding a family who's in need. I want to read to you out of Luke today. And it says, because of God's tender mercy, the morning light from heaven is about to break upon us to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death and to guide us to the path of perfect peace. You know, Jesus really is the only one who can lead us in the path of perfect peace. He's the propelling force of our mission of peace. So friends, will you commit with me today to pursue peace, peace inwardly and peace outwardly this Christmas season? I want to pray Philippians 4 over you that says, May the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Amen. Steve, and thank you, Drew and Grace, for being on the show with me today about peace. Any takeaways, Drew? Takeaways or learnings from this show today? Um, for me, it's going back to the idea of enemy love. How do we best just pray for the ones we just don't like? <laughs> that's a great <laughs> way to sort of take that first step into being a peacemaker. Yeah, that's good, but hard. Right? But I don't good, want to do that. <laughs> I know, but I don't want to, I'm sorry. But there's, but there's Drew, that's the first step to becoming a peacemaker, yeah. so I get that. What about for you, Grace? A takeaway or something you've learned? Yeah, uh, pray for those that we have a hard time getting along with, and also how can we posture ourselves in a way of listening where we don't feel like we have to defend our point of view, but where we can try to understand the other person. That's beautiful. Yeah. And I'm glad that you guys are here with me for two more shows. So stick with us. I know, I know. Well, to you, our viewers and listeners, our hope is that you are inspired, challenged, and encouraged to become a peacemaker today. That peace is the way of Jesus. Peace is the way to true reconciliation and restoration. Peace is the way to community and loving our neighbors and our enemies, as Drew said. 
and peace is the way of love. And if you need some helpful tools on becoming a peacemaker, go to our website at seeherelove.com. We have tons of resources, Advent activities, and scriptures to help you along your journey of becoming a peacemaker. Well, I think the best way to close the show, Grace, is for you to send us off with a blessing. May we choose to embrace Jesus's way of peace for the flourishing of others as we join God in the world that he is making. Go in peace, be at peace, and make peace. And to finish off to always know, in the midst of this Advent season, as we long for peace to come, as we are confronted with injustice every day, and we are challenged and moved to becoming more like Christ, the way of peace, know that you are seen, heard, and deeply loved by the Prince of Peace today. Bye. See Here Love with Melinda Estabrooks is a production of Crossroads Christian Communications Incorporated, a member of the Canadian Council of Christian Charities. To support this program, please visit seeherelove.com and click the donate button or call 1-800-265-3100. And from me and the See Here Love team, thanks so much for your support.